say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Three, two, one. Happy New Year from our friends over at Manscaped. The ball has officially dropped, but that doesn't mean you have to drop the ball on your balls in 2023. Whether you had a New Year's kiss or not, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming have you covered for your much-needed resolution of bringing sexy back. So join the 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code SULLIVAN20 for 20% off plus free shipping. Let us have a toast for a new year, new you, and a new you with no pube. To complete the set, Manscaped threw in the Shed Travel Bag and Anti-Chafing Boxers as free gifts to give to you to keep all your goodies stored nice and comfortably to go along with the Performance Package 4.0. Inside that Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the Signature Lawnmower 4.0, the Advanced Skin Safe Technology, reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate part. It also comes equipped with a 4000K LED spotlight that will shine a light to the promised land 2023 looks to be. Cheers to new balls in 2023. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Sullivan. 20 at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com use that promo code sullivan 20 time to feel sexy and free this 2023 with manscaped Welcome to Testmaster Talks with Kevin Sullivan. I am your host, JP John Paz. With me, of course, the star of the show, the former WCW and ECW World Tag Team Champion, one of the greatest minds and bookers ever in the history of the business, the Games Master, the Taskmaster, the devil himself, Mr. Kevin. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing wonderful, my friend. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. What do you think about uh, current WWE? I know Roman Reigns and the Bloodline storyline. Have you been keeping up? Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you are you liking where they're headed? Because it seems like simple, but but good storytelling. It's to me long range storytelling too. You know, I think they've mapped this out pretty pretty well. You know, congratulations to them. And I mean, there's been a lot of uh, distractions there in the last six months, haven't there? Big time. He's buck. They've buckled down, and to me, they're producing some of the best TV. 
they've had in years. I mean, they have, uh, and, you know, they have such a leg up on the casual wrestling fan. Like, did you, you, of course, I'm sure you watched the Kansas City game, right? Yes. You see Kelsey's interview? Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. Huh? Yeah. I mean, it was a verbatim of a Rock's interview, and then the Rock complimented on it, and then it took a life on its own. You know what I mean? Yep. So, I mean, they've think about how far they've come under this new regime of Hunter. Uh, that we heard stories that they were in bad shape eight months ago, right? Six months ago. Yep. Now they get ready for huge WrestleManias. Two nights. What are they expecting to drop a between both nights, you think, John? 120,000, I think they said, or 125,000 between both nights. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing because they said the Rumble was like the best um, gate that they've done for the Royal Rumble. They said it was the most ad revenue they've gotten for the Royal Rumble, the most sponsors. So, I mean, they're uh, kicking ass and taking names right now for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good to be a wrestling fan right now. You know, AEW, they broke a million people, like you told me, right? Yep. yep. I mean, uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they come out on this WrestleMania, what position they come out with. You know what I mean? Who who they put over, how the storylines continue, because they've built this up terrifically, like you just said to me. This is the most successful Royal Rumble they've had by far, right? Yep. I think WrestleMania would be the same way. And I don't think right now that it's out of the realm of possibility that The Rock appears on this WrestleMania. Not wrestling or just appearing? I see him doing something, coming down, you know, <clears throat> getting into a confrontation, you know, a guy, a couple of guys jump him or whatever, and he does this thing, and Rock bottoms two guys and cuts an interview. I mean, <clears throat> all he has to do is Leave the house for about $5 million for an hour, right? <laughs> yes. So, and I think it would be good for him. Now, they were saying he can't wrestle because he's not going to be in shape. I don't know if that's true or if his schedule is so busy he, he won't be able to make it. Starting up the XFL. So, I mean, he's got a million different projects going on right now. Yeah, I heard that too. He's not in shape. And, uh, come on, take a look at him. You know, right. he's chiseled. He, he, he ain't going to get out of shape. He's up with every morning at 4.30, right, training? Yep. Okay, maybe he hasn't uh, been in the ring in a while. <coughs> but if he wanted to get in shape, doesn't he have a ring somewhere on his property? Uh, I believe he, I know there was a bunch of guys. Undertaker had one, Austin. I think he has one, too, on his property, I'm yeah, sure. I thought so, too. But where I'm going with that is, how do we know he's not been traded? It's true. And I know Roman Reigns kind of gave an excuse for him on, on Jimmy Fallon. He's like, well, he's not in wrestling shape. He's in great-looking shape, but he's not in right. cardio shape. He's got to take bumps. But I think he was just giving an excuse for maybe his busy schedule. Yeah, I do, too. Because Triple H in that press conference alluded to the schedule more so because he, he made a joke. He goes, oh, you guys, meeting the media, was saying, oh, he can't get in shape in time. He goes, but his schedule is just uh, impossible. He's got movies. He has a TV show. He's got uh, the, the liquor stuff that he does. He's got XFL now. He's got a million things going on. I don't know if WrestleMania is going to be able to fit in the schedule. When does XFL come on TV? 
I thought it was coming in April or something. Isn't it coming soon? <laughs> yeah. Do you know uh, what? What's I'm looking for? Well, how many? Is, I, originally, weren't they going to do something with the CFL too? I don't know what they were going to do, but they were supposed to be, or the USFL, some, they were going to team up with somebody, but I don't yeah. know if they ever did. Yeah. I don't think they ever did. And how many franchises they have? Eight, I think it is. Okay. But It'll he's, be like, he's involved, though, what? big time. He's involved big time with it. Yeah. Yeah. Right, you're the face of a football league. you got to get out there and promote it and stuff. you got to show up. Right, right. Just surprised the WB isn't promoting it. You know what I mean? Like, what? Why wouldn't he come on WB and promote it to those fans? Right, right. Maybe Rock versus Reigns WrestleMania forty. They're going to build it up for another year. I don't know because that was the big rumor for this year, and obviously it's not Rock Roman Reigns. It's Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. And that's one night, right? Yes. Who's the other night? So far, they've only announced Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. They haven't said any other matches yet. What do you think about that? What do you think about Cody? Oh, I think it's good. You think he deserves that spot? I think anybody that ripped his pec and continued to work that night deserves that spot. He's pretty over. I mean, obviously from the live crowd, but I'm reading reports on his merch sales. They keep selling out, so obviously he's popular. Maybe they didn't. Think, maybe they didn't make enough because they didn't know what they're getting with him. But obviously he's supremely popular because his merch keeps selling out. Well, if his merch keeps selling out, you know they're not shortchanging making merchandise for him. Yeah, true. Yeah, you know it is like they're all. Oh, let's only do a hundred <laughs> right shirts. When they sold out the first time, they. They said, let's make that order 50 times bigger. To me, him winning the Rumble was great, and obviously that, that match with the Torn Peck was phenomenal. Kind of gross-looking, but but awesome match, and, and he did a great job. I, I don't know. I think he deserves it. I, this is this To me, I'm excited for this main event with Reigns and Cody. I think Cody's great. He's like the perfect WWE guy. He could work. He could talk. He's got a good look. He could sell merch, do the U USA stuff. He's kind of like their perfect guy, to me, anyway, in, in that world. So, do you put him over? That's uh, see. That's the only thing. I don't know. Do you? I don't, I don't know. I don't think Roman should lose for a while. To be honest, I know he's been champ for nine hundred days, but I still wouldn't have him lose. So we're going on two and a half years, right? Yeah. Do you see how complicated this can be? Yeah, look at that. You got your, now you got your Booker hat on. Very, it could be very complicated for sure. Well, do you take? Do you pull the trigger when you got a guy that's selling out, drawing all these numbers in his own range, but Cody's selling all this merchandise and he's hot as hell. This is one of those things you could make a mistake. And whatever you do to me, God. If I throw this in the out in the universe and they're trying to think what they're going to do, and it comes back for them, do not have a referee bump finish. Yeah. <coughs> Why not though? You just you don't want that stupid controversy. You want a straight up finish. Why not? How many times have they done it? A million. Yeah. I mean, come on. You know, if you want to make somebody. Special, you don't do the same shit. You know, I remember one time I almost cost Louis to let his job as a booker, and I was only 21 years old at 20. They had an end of the year special when I went to Florida. I've been there a few months, and he kind of accepted me. So they had matches of the year, right? So I had gone fishing with Eddie. And he said, did you see? I, he said, I haven't seen the, because they played it Saturday and Sunday. He's, and we were out, this was a Sunday. He said, I didn't watch the matches last night or this morning. They had came on. You could pick it up on Saturday morning. Uh, I mean, Saturday 
in Tampa, and you could get it from Sarasota Saturday morning and Sunday morning in Tampa. And he said, I didn't watch the matches. What did you think? I said, the matches were great, but I saw the same finish in six matches. He said, what do you mean? I said, I saw the referee get bumped six times. So this has been going on for over 50 years. Yeah. Come on, guys. Yep. We can think of something better. Would you have Roman Reigns win or, or Cody win? Who would you have? I don't I don't know. I, there's a lot of stuff they have to look at, that's for sure. This isn't... Uh, this, you know, he, he, he sometimes if you don't pull a string right, Cody's got all this momentum going in. If he doesn't climb the mountaintop, it may slow him down. Yet, Roman has carried the company for this long. This is a very difficult decision. And a few weeks ago, remember we were talking about Luger and Yokozuna at SummerSlam '93, right. and how how that was like a fuck finish, and and it really, you know, Luger, oh man, he was never the same after that. You could risk doing that to here to Cody if he doesn't win. So what would you do? What would you do? Man, somehow Cody has to lose, but look like he he should have won but not do the ref bump thing. I know something strong where Cody still looks good and looks like an equal to Roman, but Roman needs to win, I think. Okay, then where you go from there? Lashley should beat Lesnar, and then Roman should feud with Lashley leading up to like another big show. And just keep going with Roman, because there's other guys he can face, I think. Okay. How many times has he faced Bobby? Uh, zero, I think, on TV. During this whole run, I don't think he's faced them. Maybe a house show match, but I don't think they've had a one-on-one match on TV or pay-per-view in, God, years, probably. Okay. Just if they want to push Lashley, I would, but I'm just thinking of other credible opponents that are, like, his size that, that, that look good. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. McIntyre, right? Yep. But he just beat him at Clash of the Castle. Yeah, I know. Uh, your boy Cross, your your son, Cross. Yeah. Uh, yeah, McIntyre, I think, got a lot going for him. I was very impressed when he first came in. Yeah, he looks got, like a million bucks. Yeah, he's and he got that. It factor that you can't put your finger on. They they got a lot of good guys right now. I agree. I don't know who's going to be Roman, but yeah, I agree. They got they got some options, but they got some good matches for him coming up. I think. And, and, and here's the other thing: if you beat Roman, how long does he go without getting the belt back? Could do that too. Maybe Cody beats him, and then he beats Cody back at another big show. Yeah. No, yep. I, I'm I'm a dead set against that. Really? Why? You don't He's want to back the belts him? Have, don't mean nothing. The belts don't mean nothing. Listen out what I'm saying. How far Roman Reigns has come. Roman, you they were chanting Roman sucks. Roman sucks a few years ago, right? Yes. They're not chanting that anymore. He's the most powerful guy on that television, right? Yep. It's no small matter of fact. It's because he's been winning. So this is why I'm saying they're in a very precarious situation. You beat him. <clears throat> what's he going to do? Drop the belt for two months? Yeah. Hopefully not. Yeah. No, but what is it? It kills Cody. Yep. yep. He's a fluke champion. They're in the crossroads here, guys. <clears throat> True. Yeah. It's, it'd be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. Going forward. But hey, they're in a good spot. What I mean, they've been uh, they've been golden lately, so yeah. can't you can't knock them at all. No, right I mean no. We're just saying they're hey, this is a good spot to be in. And those guys are two great guys to have. 
Definitely. Yeah. Now, now I got to mention this. I don't know how much you could talk about it, but what is going on with you and Killer Cross? You seem to be uh, dressed oh, up did. as a priest uh, with Killer yeah. Cross. We've just been very close for years, so he invited me on his YouTube. You are his father, apparently. No. Literally. literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the priest, if you will. The father, yeah. the priest. Yeah. That was pretty good. Very creative. He's got such a creative mind for that stuff. It's great. They should just He's let him roll with smart. that TV. He's a very smart guy. They're a very intelligent couple. He's going to go on to huge things, not just in the wrestling business. I could see him being a huge movie star, a la Rock Batista. I could see him actually being a director. He's very intelligent. They come across uh, very professional, and they are very professional. All right, let's turn our gears here and change it up, and let's talk about the topic at hand, NWA Chi-Town Rumble from February 20th, 1989, Chicago, Illinois, at the UIC Pavilion. About 8,000 people in attendance. The pay-per-view buys just around 130,000, so not that bad at all. And I was just looking into it. I don't know when it stopped, and I don't know maybe if you would know this, but for cable providers, for a certain period of time, the WWF was available in almost 100% of cable providers for pay-per-view. WCW NWA was only available in 85%, I was reading. Is that true, false? Does that sound about right? Because no, Vince, I know, one of the market on it. absolutely right. Because Turner was our home base. And there was some kind of uh, conflict with Turner and a lot of the cable operators. And Vince is like the godfather of pay-per-view, so it's almost like he got the leg up on everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know when that stopped? When it was was maybe when Hogan left? Is that when that stopped? When they got in, WWE was able to get into 100% of uh, cable providers? I'm not sure, but I would say this. It definitely stopped when the Monday Night Wars were took over i'm not I, for sure but i would i'm thinking that yeah that, I, that's exactly what i was thinking too right around the right around hogan coming in like 94 right. 95 96 yeah yep so as far as this show 130k is pretty good especially because not 100 percent of, of homes there the main event is going to be rick flair versus ricky steamboat for the title what is your position here what is your role i know you're wrestling on the card but are you part of the booking committee what is your job yeah, there was a booking committee there that rick was head of at the time yeah who else was in it it was me Cornette, jim ross rick Jimmy Cornette and uh, Jim, Jim Barnett and the man himself, the myth, the legend, Jim Hurd. Wow. What great creative input he must have had. Yeah. When you look at it and you're looking at committees, do you like committees? Do you not like committees? I like people involved, but you have to have one. Uh, Rick did a hell of a job, but you can have it. Be, it's very difficult to have the world heavyweight champion as the head of the committee. Whether it right or wrong, he's going to take an immense amount of heat from the guys. I could see that being a problem for sure yeah. because it's like, oh, you're the champ. You're booking yourself on top. Like I could but, see a lot of people being upset with him. Yeah. Do you like the fact that wrestlers are on the committee? Do you like that or you don't like that? Just wrestlers, not necessarily champion, but the wrestlers in general. Okay. Let me ask you this. You're a baseball fan? Yes. How many batting coaches never played baseball? Very few, I would imagine, right? Name me one, JP. Oof. I probably I can't even think of. There's none. Uh, yeah. There's none. Name me one pitching coach. Yeah, they all, I mean, even if they were in the minor leagues or whatever, yeah, they definitely play baseball, yep. That's why I'm not, I'm not dead set against them, but these script writers, how do you tell Terry Funk 
got to be a script writer. Isn't it funny that Roman Reigns, Dave, he's got like free reigns now to talk? Yep. Was he drowning when they were writing for him? Hell no. So why would you even think that there shouldn't be guys in a booking committee that weren't in the business because of them pushing themselves? Yeah. That's the only reason. And that is a problem. That is uh, a definite thing because it's like even Nash, like, oh, did Nash push himself? You know what I mean? There, there, there is that like level of doubt to it for sure. I certainly would rather have somebody that knew something about it. Uh, I'd rather Nash make himself the world champion than a guy that never been in the business become world champion. Yeah, true. Touche, I guess. Yeah, yeah. A writer should not be champion who never wrestled. Yes, for sure. Uh, David Arquette probably should never have been champion. Yeah, for sure. But Arquette would say that himself. So uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but with that, Flair was he facing a ton of heat from the boys? No, and <clears throat> this is. Have you watched the match? Oh yes, a few okay. times. Yeah, more than a few. It's okay. awesome. Yeah. So you saw the three, the trilogy, right? Yes, and actually, if people go online, there's a match that you know it doesn't matter really what Meltzer thinks, but he rated the that match on a house show that's on a uh, camcorder that somebody put on YouTube. I've watched that a few times. That's awesome. Okay, uh, Meltzer gave that six stars, saying that it was the greatest match he's ever seen. But uh, so there's more than than the three that I've seen that are just great. Okay, let's just say the pay per views, right? Mm-hmm. Because we can. Put them side by side, right? Yep. By the third one, who was the baby face? Well, I guess still Steamboat, but but, but at the end, what? at what? the end, Flair though. At the end, wait a minute. We're going to more reality-based stuff, right? Yep. We're in Chicago, Flair's town. Is this the event Ricky comes out with little Ricky and the horse? Yeah. Uh, Chicago, Dick the Bruiser, the Crusher, the Road Warriors. <laughs> Kill too, cor- Kowalski, too corny? What? Was he too corny? Too corny of a baby face? You ask me, are you asking me? Or are you? No, I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Do you think it was just too corny? The little dragon, his wife was with him. Remember, they were all they were waving all like she waving like she was in a beauty contest with the gown. Yeah, yes, they were in all literally all white. Yeah, even the yeah. kids in, in the little white, the white house. horse, the white yeah, pony. yeah. It looked like a, an event from Disney World. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs in Chicago. <clears throat> a little cheesy. And Ricky's a fabulous performer. One of the greatest of all times. He's By awesome. the end of that series, let me ask you this. If if that didn't saddle him down, how could Rick have been a heel in the last match and become the huge babyface 10 seconds after the match was over? They want to cheer for him the whole time. Yeah. If he had, if Rick had an, had that kind of heat, Terry Funk could have shot him in the face with a cannon and the people would have cheered. It chose to show you how great a performer Terry is. Yep. And Rick. But there's got to be something in the back to turn it that easily. <clears throat> Steamboat was definitely like that cheesy, corny baby face like with the wife and the kid. And Flair was like, wow, this guy's cool. He's bringing out these hot chicks. Look at the way he's dressed. Like, this guy is all like, what? A, I want to be this guy. This guy's cool as hell. Yeah. Who would you rather have a beer with? Flair. Yeah. 
For sure. Definitely. <clears throat> so the announcers for the show, Jim Ross and Magnum TA. What do you think about that pairing? Obviously, Jim uh, Ross uh, is the best uh, ever, but what do you think about that? I loved it. Do you like Magnum as a commentator? Yeah. Yeah. Man, thinking back, what a career he could have had. You know what I mean? Like, he should have been wrestling still at this point if the accident hadn't happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So when you're, you're booking this show, you're putting this event together as as the committee, how, like, involved are you with, like, finishes and, and producing matches and stuff, or it's just your match that you're focused on? No, I, was, I helped Rick with the finishes uh, for him and Steamboat. Oh, okay. That's good. What about the dude? Like, does Jim Hurd get involved? Does Ross no, get involved a lot? He doesn't. What'd you think about Hurd? Oh, come on. Ding dongs, the hunchbacks, Megan Rick, Spartacus. He knew nothing about wrestling. I mean, literally, he knew nothing. He was the general manager of a. The television, uh, the TV in St. Louis that had wrestling from the chase on. That's all he knew. How he got that job is beyond me. He was a Pizza Hut executive. Was he Turner's buddy? No, not Turner's. But this goes back. He knew nothing about wrestling. How do you make a guy head of the company? Sort of like what you asked me. Do I like guys that know how to have been there on the committee? Yeah, that's like the perfect guy. Like, wow, why the hell is he here? You know? And the ones that I really like, the ones that drew money. <clears throat> yeah, the guys that know how to, to get, get the job done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the show kicks off, and they have an interview with Bob Caudill interviewing Michael P.S. Hayes, who's wearing his uh, his Confederate uh, jacket, if you will. Uh, what did you think about just that gimmick in general? I know people now will say, oh, you can't wear stuff like that. But back then, nobody really thought about it. It just was kind of like a cool look. I'm not sure if it was a cool look, even back then. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Dukes of Hazard, remember they had it on, on yeah, the, uh, on the I cars? I understood so? what it meant. I understood what it meant. Uh, I had seen it in person, what it meant. I gotcha. I gotcha. You know. So, did you like Hayes wearing it, or you were preferred well, he would? That wasn't up to me. And it, was, it, was, it didn't have the connotation that it does today. I mean, think about this. It wasn't South Carolina until five years ago had the Confederate flag on their state flag? Yeah, it was up until not that long ago, yeah. Yeah, five years, I think. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Different time, different era. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't think that this moment people understand they broke away from the United States. They were treasonous. Don't you think Hayes though is just a, just a part of this gimmick? Don't you think that? Oh was... yeah, but that was that was the mindset too of the Southern people. 
and I'm, I, I love the Southern people. It was, it was that, it was part of their cultural heritage. Well, you know, the English flag has not been the most kind flag in the world by colonization. Colonization in any form usually is bad for the people that get colonized, right? Yeah. So, but it's a different time in a different world. JP, I don't think, I think I'm right. In 1959 or maybe even 60, the last Confederate soldier died. So it isn't that long ago in our history. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So we've come a long way. I would hope, but sometimes I, <laughs> what I see and hear on the news, I'm saying we're in a real stra strange times. And back then, but nobody even, nobody thought twice about this kind of stuff. So Michael P.S. Hayes is up. First match, him versus the Russian assassin with Paul Jones. Uh, the Russian assassin, of course, was the angel of death, David Shelton, if you remember him. Yes, very well. Yeah, as, as you should. Weird gimmick, though. We always talk about, I know the Russians were still, you know, the Cold War, and they were, they were still, quote-unquote, heels to us in, in 89, but I don't know, I felt a little passe here, the Russian That's assassin. Really gimmick. passe. Right? Yeah, they're a little far beyond what, what we needed. And we're going to have a mask, Russian, you know? Yep. Why don't we just say, well, he doesn't know a lick of word of Russian. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on. Now, this match gets almost 16 minutes, believe it or not. I'm, I was shocked at this. Uh, it's an okay match. Michael Hayes, of course, gets the win by a pinfall. But, wow, why 16 minutes for Michael Hayes and Russian Assassin? And why is this kicking off the show? I happen to think that Michael Hayes never... Michael Hayes, a lot of people thought, was the weak link of the Freebirds as a worker, right? They knew he was the best talker. <clears throat> Very few guys could work like Terry Gordy, but Michael Hayes threw the best punch left-handed jab I've ever seen in my life. I almost fired my good friend Joe Gomez and Athens, Georgia at a TV tape when Michael Hayes were left punch and I... Never saw that slap in a crack like the arena, like uh, Mike Tyson punching a grapefruit. And he, <laughs> Joe was so taken back, he didn't even sell it. I was beside myself. <laughs> well, come on, Desperado. What are you doing? Yeah. You got to sell uh, that. Come on. Stuff. But anyway, Michael could. Michael was uh, obviously, you can tell, he was a very smart guy. A very, very smart guy, JP. So, and here, here he's a baby face. He's slapping fa uh, high, uh, high fives with the fans. Yeah. He's doing bad for USA. He was a super over baby face here. Yeah, he could do either or. And Michael, this might have been, and I'm not going to say I'm 100% right, right? But Hadn't Michael just come from Texas? Yeah. Yep. And where was the angel of death? Texas. I think this was one of those things where Michael could have brought him in. His world-class buddy, for sure. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And let's see what he can do. Let's see if he can, you know, ask Michael what he needs. Well, I need 15 minutes. I need 12 minutes. They end up going 16. Pretty surprised that Paul Jones is still around here, too, in 89. You know, obviously, territory guy, uh, JCP legend, but it's funny, he's still hanging and banging here at this point. Yeah, yeah. Paul was an extremely good worker. 
uh, everything he did was solid. Did some crazy shit in Florida that stopped traffic downtown for hours. Very, very, the only thing he could do when he was in that role to do it was talk. Think about that. Tell me what he looked like. Yeah, yeah. What did he? Who did he look like? Who is it? Huh? Like a, a Heyman with hair, pretty much. Didn't he sort of have the short mustache? Oh yeah, not at, not at this show, but he had in the past. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, come on, this is a whole different world, right? Yeah. Oh, he he wouldn't be able to <laughs> sniff that gimmick. Yeah, or J that look. Yeah. Yep. JP. Yes. When I first started in Nashville, Tennessee, in that that territory, and maybe other territories, they used to have tower and feather matches. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that's a little passe, to say the <laughs> least. Yeah, it was passe 50 years ago. Yep, yep. Crazy. Yeah. So, so we've come a long way. Yeah, definitely. So next up, Ricky Steamboat is in the back with his son, who's dressed just like him with the headband and, you know, the outfit in his wife. Chicago and Flynn's coming in with the girls. Oh, okay. And his wife's got the pageant dress on. Yes, Bonnie, Bonnie Steamboat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. His promo was pretty, I don't know, like, I'm a family man. It was very boring. Like, it was It was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to beat Flair. I'm the exact opposite of Flair. I'm a family man. But it wasn't like you wanted a roofer. It was almost like, wow, is your wife making you bring the kid out? To, like, you know what I mean? It was very not good. Who designed that interview? I don't know. Cornette, you, Flair. I don't know. No. Who did you think designed the interview? Oh, since it was so bad, probably heard. <laughs> It might have been Bonnie. Oh, yeah. Oh, we could have. Definitely. Definitely. You're a family man, Rick. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> what well, an interesting, interesting gimmick, though. Like, you think that's so cheesy it could be a baby face. But here in 89, eh, I don't know about that. It was like, you know, obviously, Steamboat's awesome. But it's like, man, this gimmick isn't working. And not only is it working now, maybe it could have worked in Charlotte, okay, where everybody knew Ricky Steamboat. This is Chicago. Fucking, we've done movies on the villains in Chicago, and half the movies the villains turn out to be baby faces, right? Yep. And like I said before, the Bruiser used to be from Chicago. Crusher was from Chicago when they wrestled in Chicago. The Road Warriors, I mean, you can go back forever a host of big-time heels that were babyfaces or became babyfaces. That's a hard gimmick to pull in a hard-ass town. Yep, for sure. I agree. Next up, Sting versus Hacksaw. Butch Reed, your buddy Butch, uh, with Hiro Matsuda as his manager. Sting gets the win. It goes about almost 20-minute match, which is crazy. Uh, it was it was okay. just wasn't as good. Just a great line that Jim Ross used during the match. He said, hey, Sting started his career as a tag team wrestler, but it's easy to say he has surpassed his tag team partner by now. Obviously, a little bit of a knock on the Ultimate Warrior there <laughs> by, by Jim, which I thought was a funny comment. It may, it may be true. Then when I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Then what? Uh, may, that may be true. You know, he said yeah. basically yeah. he's not going to say he surpassed Ultimate Warrior. Right, right. Definitely better in ring. Uh, that, that's oh sure. yes, I mean Sting was a he was a homegrown WCW star, and you know think about the people he worked with. He worked with a range of people and drew nothing but huge money. And then one of the few guys, except maybe for The Undertaker, that switched the very successful gimmick halfway through it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The flashy clothes. To the crow. Yeah. Yeah. And they brawl after the match, continuing the feud, even though Sting won the match to kind of continue the feud. Did you see here in early 89 that he was going to be kind of the future and he's going to be world champion oh, basically in a year? 
Absolutely. What was it about him that you could just tell the charisma was off the charts? He had that charisma. He had the look. He had the body. He had the blonde hair, the face paint, the colorful clothes. He was athletic as hell. You remember that stinger splash he used to do? He used to do it like Michael Jordan dunking a basketball. He'd be yes. in the halfway across the ring, right? Yeah. He's, he was very, very talented and very athletic. Man, you could tell there, like, man, this guy, he's destined for uh, superstardom with that charisma and that Did, athletic ability. Didn't he pass his athletic ability on to his children? Yeah, his son played for the uh, University of Kentucky football. I think he was, a, and I think he tried out for the NFL too. He tried out for the Jaguars. I don't know if he ever made it. I think an injury kind of ended his career, but he tried out for the Jaguars. And, and didn't the other one play baseball? Uh, was it baseball or basketball? It might have been baseball. Yeah, I know he, yeah. both of his kids were athletes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which is funny, his kid trying out for the Jaguars is how Sting knows Tony Khan. And that's, <laughs> you know, kind of got him into AEW easier because he knew him from uh, from his son trying out for the Jaguars. Oh, really? Yeah. So here's an interesting thing. Paulie Dangerously is going to cut a promo before their match. It's the Midnight Express versus the OG Midnight Express. It's supposed to be Condry and Rose versus Eaton and Lane, but... As Paulie explains to Bob Cottle here, he said Dennis Condry is on vacation and it will temporarily be replaced by Jack Victory. The only thing is this is a loser leaves town match. So he's saying that they're going to win. It's just temporary. But Dennis Condry literally left the company. What happened with Dennis? This, I have the timeline wrong. This was the demise of George Scott. Oh. Yeah. George had come in. There was a committee that George came in for a short period of time. And Dennis, for some reason, didn't like George and didn't show up. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to Dennis today, just obviously, albeit briefly, but I was talking to him today. Uh, a great guy. I love Dennis. Such a such a cool guy. I, I asked him about this a while back when we were talking. I actually did an interview with him, and he was saying that he basically was just like not happy, didn't didn't like what was going on there. And, and at that point in his life, he's just like, I could say, fuck it. I've got money. Like, I'm just not going to do it. And he just doesn't show up. <laughs> and he went to the AWA. They both did, didn't they? Uh, eventually, yeah. But Randy Rose actually showed up for the ma- match and does the match. Right. But then they, him and Rose and Heyman go to AWA? Yes, for a little bit. Yep. Right. But it's just funny. It's just like he – and he said he did have some other extracurricular act problems going on at that point too. Like he would party too much, I guess you could say. Uh, and he was just uh, – you know, if he got in the mood and, and he didn't like the way things were going and he didn't like the booker, like you were saying with George Scott, he'll just literally walk and say, screw it, I'm not doing it. And he did it. Uh, he said he did it in, uh, before when it was him and Bobby and they had to replace him with Stan. So he's done it before, too, two years earlier. Wow. Yeah. So here, the loser must leave the NWA, the original Midnight Express versus the, you know, the the. The, I guess you, guess you could just say that the second version of Midnight Express, Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane with Jim Cornette defeat Jack Victory and Randy Rose with Paulie Dangerously in about 15 minutes in a very good match here. I mean, it was kind of obvious, right, that you can't have the loser leaves town and have Bobby and, and Stan and, and Jimmy Cornette lose, right? Right, right. Were you guys pissed that Condrino showed you had to replace him with Jack Victory? I, I wasn't pissed. You were okay with it, with the guy no showing? It wasn't my problem with him. It wasn't my problem with him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it screws up the, the story, though. Yeah, but sometimes I got to uh, stand up for the working man. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. I, I don't know what was going on there. Dennis was always a professional around me. There had to be something shocking because he was in a good spot, right? Yeah. Something was going on there that I was not privy to. And I'm not going to, this guy, I'm not going to knock him because he was doing what was right for his family. He must have thought he saw something 
are, I actually think there was some problem before. Do you know what I mean? Yep. You don't just not show up that night and never have a problem, but that night you have a problem. So it could have been a long time ago with him and George, you know what I mean? Yep. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Then we cut to the back. Flair cuts a good promo. He's with Hero Matsuda. Matsuda, of course, doesn't say anything. But, yeah, Flair's nice. He's, uh, he's dressed up in a suit. He's pointing at the camera. He's yelling at Steamboat. It just uh, that promo worked while Steamboat's really it did not. And obviously, Flair is the promo god, the promo master. So he knows what he's doing to set up the match later on in the evening. Then we go to Mike Rotunda defeating Rick Steiner with Scott, and Rotunda would win the television championship in about 16 minutes. Weird, though, here. Yeah. They had a good match at Starkid 88 when, when, when Steiner beat Rotundo for the title, right? But here, for some reason, I don't know, it just wasn't that good. It just didn't work out as well. You actually come out at one point and kind of insinuate that you did something to Steiner's dog, which kind of confuses Rick Steiner and causes a distraction, and Mike Rotunda is able to to get the win. Do you like that, that you're distracting him kind of finish? And what no. was going on here that the uh, – I, I don't know, they weren't gelling as well. That was uh... – off the top of my head, and Rick mentioned to me that we got to get something going here. You know what I mean? So it was like you said, these two guys could really work well together. It was just one of those nights. It was weird. And you don't like the, the you're teasing that he killed his dog kind of thing, and he's uh, distracted. Again, different time, a different era, right? I mean, think about what you get now. Yeah, yeah. Some cheesy stuff, for sure. Yeah, um, and it is the thing. You can get away with it in movies. Yeah, we're talking about wrestling, and we're talking about who's going to win, because we know it's pre predetermined. Yeah, people get upset. I don't understand that one, do you? It is kind of confusing. I saw somebody online, and everybody was saying, and like some guy was picking on it, saying, like, oh, it's so... Uh, set up, and you guys are getting upset about fake fake stuff. And it was a funny thing, but I saw everybody attacking the guy for it. Attacking him first? Yeah. Like, how By could you fake. get upset? It's fake. Yeah. Uh, well, thank God that people get upset, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Millions. Yeah. Millions. Um, so the Steiner brothers, it's interesting there. Cause this is really kind of Scott's like pay-per-view debut. I know he's not wrestling. He's, he's really in the corner of Rick. Did you sense like, okay, we've seen him wrestle, in, you know, in Memphis and doing, doing his territory stuff. Now we picked them up. We're going to have the Steiner brothers as the tag team and we're going to run with them. Was that, that in the back of your head? Uh, that was, I'm sure the thought process of the committee, but you know, until you see someone for a short run, you can't. You can try to make it work, but unless you see it working, everything's a test. You know what I mean? Yep. So the Road Warriors have a promo with Paul Ellering, ripping on you and Dr. Death, saying they're going to kill you guys later on. And then we cut back to the ring. It's Lex Luger defeating Barry Windham with Hero Matsuda. For the United States Championship, the match goes 11 minutes. A very good match here as Luger wins back the U.S. title. You you kind of expect that, especially which is interesting to me because people are like, oh, Luger wasn't that good. Uh, 89 is kind of when he really comes into his own and shows you how good he is because, I mean, he had good matches with a bevy of different opponents and Barry Windham, you know, being right up there with him. Obviously, Barry's a great worker too, but this is a great match. Yes, it is, and he – Came out of his the shadows, but on that card, nobody was better than Barry Windham, including Flair. Wow, high praise for for Barry. Nice. I mean, if you from that generation, if you talk to people, name the top five wrestlers you're ever in the ring with. Barry's name's on everybody's list. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, yeah. The Tag Team Championship match featuring yourself is up next for the Road Warriors. Hawk and Anna with Paul Ellering defeated 
Kevin Sullivan and Dr. Death Steve Williams to retain their NWA Tag Team Championships at 8 minutes and 30 seconds. Pretty good match here um, for the most part. What do you think about the roadies, the road warriors going over, retaining their titles over you and Dr. Death, the varsity club? It's Chicago. They were announced from Chicago, right? Oh, hell yeah. And their heels working like baby faces. They are the gods of Chicago, right? Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. you can't you can't have the Road Warriors lose in Chicago. No, no. <clears throat> I remember. Uh, what color many... horses did they come in on? I forget. Oh, I don't remember offhand. Damn, I don't remember. You know, it's funny. A few years ago, AEW Road Warrior Animal, when he showed up, came out in Chicago. It was it three years ago or whatever? All in, whatever that show was. Uh, he came out in a motorcycle back then. Pretty cool. Really. Yeah, pretty cool. So the kind of an homage to the, the 80s uh, Road Warriors, uh, yeah. that style. Uh, I just remember years later when the Road Warriors come back to WCW and Luger claims he's also from Chicago. And uh, Sting tells him, you're from a suburb of Chicago. These guys are from the mean streets of Chicago. They're the Road Warriors. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Luger then gets a promo in the back. He's with Bob Cottle. He's a little bit bloodied up. He's a little bit beat up. And oh, he's just saying that he, he wants to face the winner because he's the U.S. champion. He wants to face the winner of the main event coming up next between Ricky Flair and Ricky Steamboat. So just interesting to kind of keep Luger right. Just keep him uh, on the cusp of everybody's mind. He's a number one contender. Right, right. So the main event of the evening, this is good. I like the seven matches. Give them, give them some time. This is, I like this. It's a good, good length for pay-per-view. Ricky at the Dragon Steamboat defeats Ric Flair, who was the world champion for the NWA world title. The match goes 23 minutes and 20 seconds. What do you think here of the finish? Because a little bit of a dusty finish with the double referees and Teddy Long has to come in because Tommy Young kind of missed it. And it was almost like Steamboat won, but you thought the referee would overturn the decision. He doesn't overturn the decision. What'd you kind of think of the dusty finish here with uh, Flair Steamboat and Steamboat winning the NWA world title? I liked it because it wasn't the same finish. Do you know what I mean? The finish is the guy gets dumped over the top rope and he gets disqualified, meaning Steamboat, right? Yep. That's the finish. Well, everybody thought that's what it was going to be and they popped because it wasn't. This was a great match. Meltzer gives it uh, five stars. And obviously this is kind of the, the, the precursor. This is the first time that they're going to fight. And, and then they're going to, you know, they're going to build up to, to the other two matches, but man, this is an awesome match. What do you think about just the chemistry of these two guys? Cause it's like, Holy shit, they can't have a good, bad match against each other. Oh, it's amazing what they did with one another. Amazing. Do you consider them the greatest feud of all time? No, really? Who is? Austin and McMahon. What about in-ring, though? Like, just in-ring, as far as wrestling ability. Wrestling ability to drawing money. We're just straight-up wrestling, looking for the best match. Technically, Rick and Rick. But the best feuds? Terry Funk and Dusty Rhodes. Oh, nice. I love these matches. I, I like to go back and watch them just because I'm just a big fan of Flair and Steve. I don't know. I just love that style. They're chopping the shit out of each other. You can tell they're calling it in the ring. There's not like some contrived spot where they're trying to remember something. I mean, right. that's just like good old school wrestling. I love that style, and I love how hard-hitting both guys are. Yeah, I do too. <clears throat> Crazy to think like, okay, Steamboat starts off the night <laughs> looking like a cornball. But the end of the night, he's the champ, and he looked awesome in that match. It's almost like, oh, can he just not do that family man stuff and just go out there and wrestle? Like, you know what I mean? He he would have been more over, I think. Oh yeah, definitely. So you don't mind the dusty finish here because it's going to be different than than, than the other the, finish. It's not the dusty finish. It takes you down a path where you think it's going to be the dusty finish. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. So a lot of ba- back and forth action, a lot of near falls. Um, I don't know. I guess the ref bump, you could say, maybe maybe not needed for these two guys, but it added a little bit to the match because you almost didn't expect it from these two. Yeah, I uh, think it added a lot to the match because Rick had been involved in so many dusty finishes. You know? Yep. People thought, oh, my God, not again. So here, after Steamboat wins the title, he's the world champion. 
it, and obviously Flair has a, has a gripe, so it sets up the second match at Clash of the Champions. But when he gets to the back, the baby faces douse him in champagne, and he's like trying to cut a promo, and it's like you you know you're the champion, you won the title, making it look like it's real, like a real sport, like you know as right. if he really won the world title there to drink a champagne, like Travis Kelsey. Yeah, it was good. It's good. It's funny though. He like can kind of barely speak as they keep dousing him. He can't see because the champagne's burning his eyes. But he said that he will give Flair a, a rematch for the title. So you're already setting up the rematch here, right? Right. Is that the right thing to do with the pay per view, or is that, or is that more for TV? Or are you okay with that? Absolutely, it's the right thing to do. You're trying to hold on to those buyers that just bought that TV, and they're coming off. I had an incredible match and an incredible finish. So yeah, it's the right thing to do. Do you think out of the three matches, the uh, you know the the Chi Town Clash Six and Wrestle Forty Nine, do you think that this is the weakest one? Even though it's great, in it, do you maybe, like the other two better? Maybe, maybe the last one was the best. I agree. I would almost say Wrestle Forty Nine is the best. Clash is the second best, which almost goes an hour. That's awesome. And then yeah. this is really freaking good but i don't i don't know i think the other two are better so i mean that's kind of like insane to think but a five-star match one of the best matches ever isn't even close to their best match against each other i think you're absolutely right and like i said there's a a camcorder handheld match from 89 i think it's may 23rd i want to make sure i get that date correctly of 89 landover maryland somebody's just recording on the house show that might be one of the best matches if there was commentary to it too it would have been obviously enhanced and, and better footage but just watching that match i think it's on youtube uh i've had it on dvd or whatever somebody burned it but i i think it's on youtube that is a great match so if anybody's interested to check out just a random handheld match that these guys had on the house show that they're going full bore you know they're not taking it easy on the house shows check that one out too that's a long match too that's a great match good so let's hit well actually what did you think of the pay-per-view a thumbs up thumbs down thumbs down absolutely middle. thumbs up because of the uh the main event yeah, because the main event. I don't care what happened before then. That main event was spectacular and led to two more. And, of course, uh, Midnight Express had a great match, and Luger uh, had a great match, too, with mm-hmm. Wyndham. So a few good matches on the show for sure. Yep. So let's hit the plugs. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Two Man Power Trip. Check out the website, tmptempire.com. You can follow Kevin <laughs> at Taskmaster Talks on Instagram. Kevin, what else you got going on? Uh, this Saturday, I'll be in Homestead for CCW. Uh, so come out and say hello. All right. Thank you, everybody out there for listening. We'll see you right back here next week for a little Taskmaster Talks with Kevin Sullivan. We'll see you next week, folks. has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash Empire to become a patron and also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com Two Man Power Trip where the power lies brother.
Please welcome in our new sponsor, Fishing Clash. Download Fishing Clash for free right now on your mobile phone by typing in Fishing Clash in the search bar of your Google Play or App Store. Open the menu in the top right-hand corner, choose the gift code section, and input my special code TASKMASTER to get an awesome reward for a total value of $20. Enjoy chilling atmosphere after a hardworking day. Get familiar with different types of fish species and their habits. You can choose one or two or you know what you like the most. Explore amazing fishing spots worldwide from Florida to Kamchatka. Whether you prefer fly fishing, ice fishing, trolling, you'll admire the look of all the fishing spots available in this game. This game will help you remember how you went fishing with your dad when you were a kid. So download Fishing Clash today for free on your mobile phone by typing in Fishing Clash in the search bar of the Google Play or App Store. Open the menu in the top right-hand corner, choose gift code section, and input the special code TAS. Master to get a total value of $20. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the fishing clash as it is a great casual time killer. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.